Oh boy. Oh man, I'm glad that's over. Holy shit. Holy shit. Whew. Oh god, I'm sweating. I'm sweating balls over here. Sweating balls. Me too. It's like sweaty. It, I got sweaty balls. I'm sweating balls over here. Oh, it's like 150 <sighs> degrees out. I feel like. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know. I get my yeah. island. My island is climate controlled. What? There's a big dome over my island. It's a one-way dome. Stuff. How can, can I not see it? Stuff can drop into it because it sort of it uses a. Um, it uses tricks of mirrors and light so that you can't actually even see through it, but um, or see that it's there. But, but uh, yeah, it's a one-way dome. It pretty much lets stuff lets stuff come into it, but it can't go out of it. So, uh, it's climate controlled. It's basically a biodome over here. But yeah, whew, man, yeah, and I'm why sweating are you buckets. So hot. Wow. Uh oh, <laughs> oh, oh, God! It's the funniest thing. It's so funny, actually. Um, ninety-nine. <laughs> 99 people, like these 99 other people, just like all of a sudden, I was out having my, um, having a schwitz, and uh, I looked up, and these 99 other, by the pool, I was by the pool having a schwitz, and these 99 other people, um, they parachuted onto my island, actually. Like out what? towards the perimeter. Of, yeah, these 99 people, they parachuted out towards the perimeter of my island. I was like, holy shit, what's going on here? You know, this big bus was flying over, and they all jumped out of the bus, and they parachuted down the island. And then, like, the kind of biodome started closing in, and I noticed that there was, like, gunfire off in the distance, and I saw that a lot of these guys um, and gals, they were building these, like, elaborate forts, and they were kind of fighting with each other and everything. So I pretty much, you know, I went down to the um, the artillery, the armory. I went down to the armory, um, got a couple weapons, went out, and kind of just had a battle royale with these guys, and I was actually the last man standing. I... So it is true what yeah. they say. What do they say? There, there can be a hundred people on an island, and ninety-nine of them won't believe in you, and then you have to kill them. Yeah, it is. I, I oh, that's so funny that you say that because I actually this big booming voice actually said that. I heard this big booming <laughs> voice up in the sky, and I said to myself, "I was like, oh, so that's God. So God's real." Um, but it was actually just, it was turned out, it was just the, the announcer from the bus, the driver, bus if driver. If God's real, then why do I have 99 mosquito bites on my body right now? Ooh, ouchie, that's gotta hurt. You must be being punished. For what? What have I done? I don't even know anymore. I don't know. You tell me. I feel like I might have a fever. I'm like, I mean, if I had clothes, I would have sweat through them, but I'm naked, so it's hard to tell. And I'm just so itchy. <sighs> Hmm. Hmm. That sounds like you could have a really bad case actually of you could that could be a really bad case. Of what? Of Bofa. What's Bofa? Bofa these nuts. Fuck. You got to take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. 
Hello there, hero heads. Uh, if if you're uh, if the if the headphones are a rockin', don't come a knockin', because you're listening to "Please Save Me," um, and which is like uh, sex for your ear holes. So we're trying out some new slogans for the podcast here today, and that actually was one that Sarah had uh, given me to try out. She said. She just kind of gave me, she put that one in the submission box. Yeah. And which is um, the submission. Oh, by the way, the submission box is um, at please save me pod on Twitter or please save me podcast at gmail.com. You can give your submissions for just kind of for like just whatever, about anything, anything yeah. you want to submit. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, for example, I don't know what's like, you could submit a question about. Yep. A comment. Television's a most popular show, Chicago Heroes, of which we are actually the world's number one and number two most renowned experts. Yes. And we're both tied for number one and for one A two. and one B. One A and one B. Um, and we're not going to tell you which order the alphabet goes in and which one of us is which. That's right. So don't try to get even a cause ask. a rift between us. Don't even put that in the suggestion don't, box. Don't even, or yeah. Or yeah, don't put that in there. You could give us your social security number if you want, mother's maiden name. Um, my name is Ben Flores. I'm the host of Please Save Me. And both of us are here today because I'm Sarah Black, your other host. Is that why we're here? We're both here because you're Sarah Black. I'm the other, other host. host. Yeah. So that's sort of why we're both here. Would you be here without me? Finally found a reason. I don't need an excuse. So that's a little bit of 90s rock for you. Um, mm-hmm. and finally found a reason I don't need an excuse sung in the style of, was that f- fuel or collective soul? Um, that was another mm-hmm. submission that Sarah had given me for yeah. a slogan for the podcast. Yeah. And if any of these are working out, feel are, free to just send me directly some feedback. Um, yeah, if yeah. these are hitting, if these yeah. are hitting, um, unless don't one of them start actually quitting. And so that was one I had given Sarah. Yeah, and I liked actually that was good to say. And I liked I thought that it was very smart of me the way that I said if those are hitting <laughs> don't start quitting because to start quitting is kind of an interesting kind of mashup of two things that are like almost opposites. Yeah, that's true. To start something is sort of the opposite of to quit it. Well, so say I'm looking for a new job. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that that I'm starting to quit my old job? I would. And so that's actually just one of the interesting ways in which truth can be stranger than fiction. Um, Because I don't know what's the truth here and what's the fake. We're actually talking about a hypothetical here. So that's kind of is fiction. So so actually fiction can be stranger than truth as well. Oh, wow. Fiction can be stranger than truth is actually. And that's why I only read children's books. Because you like to get weird. I'm kind of a freak in that way. I'm letting my freak flag fly. And that's pHs on all of that. And that's actually just how twisted you are. Yeah. I'm uh, a freak you're actually, on a leash. You're, you're, you're positively acidic. <laughs> what? Okay. So that's the science joke. So, because you use pH on all of the, oh. for the apps for everything. So you're actually kind of acidic. What? Um, I- but I'm not, because I, and I would never be basic. 
Okay, now we're actually, that's actually really good. Thank so you. Now we're kind of that's getting, actually kind of a thing that could be fun for people to have like on a shirt or like on the ass of their sweatpants or something. So, oh, so it's, so, okay. So like a science bitch, for example. And that's like what they would call themselves. I'm not right. saying that. Like, them, but like, there's like a basic bitch and there's like a science bitch, you know? Yeah. And like, she would have, I fucking love science is it's an for I, us. And I fucking love science type of person. That's right. right. Which is like a type of person. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to get it. It's going to be a tank top. Okay. And on the front, it's going to say, um, I am acidic. And then on the back, it'll say in parentheses, because I'm not basic. And then it'll end the parentheses. And then I'll do another parentheses. And it'll say like, get it on the pH scale. Bam, 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 bam. That's awesome. Bam. So I was even thinking go even nerdier with it, but I don't have the actual way to go nerdier, but like I have the idea of how to. So, okay, here's what I mean. So pH, the pH scale, does it go from like negative seven to seven or zero to 14? I think it goes from zero to 14. Just if I'm, um, if I'm trying to remember this correctly. I think it goes from zero to 14 and I think seven is neutral. And I'm actually, sometimes I do like a bit where I say like, just, you know, if I'm remembering this right, but I'm actually Googling it, I'm not Googling it right now. A pH of seven is neutral and I'm also not Googling it. Acidic is below seven, right? Um, a pH less than seven is acidic. Yeah. Okay. And I'm also not Googling it. Okay. But I actually can see you. I actually can see you and you are Googling it because I was looking at you through. I was looking at you through a telescope when we're recording these. And so I'm watching you the whole time. So don't forget that. No, actually, it's kind of interesting. Somebody texted me to ask me what the pH scale is. <laughs> at the exact, It's just like, truth is stranger than fiction, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, fiction is stranger than truth. So I think you're telling a lie right now. So, but we can agree to disagree. That's about four Pinocchios for me. That. So a four actually would be something you could put on the, but I would put a zero even or on the ph um shirt so i would show the ph scale or i'd show like one of those ph tester strips do you remember yes. putting? oh, remember oh in, yeah in middle school you put those in the pond or whatever see like you know oh is the water safe from I just my- put them up my ass <laughs> did you do that yeah i put it up my ass wow wow is very nice <laughs> so <laughs> um so i would show one of those ph- came out seven neutral perfect ass that don't impress me much. So I would have taken a the tank top and I would put the pH scale graphic yeah. on there uh-huh. and it would just show that it is at a zero or something like that, right? And that and then that's it. Just that's it. Right? Or or even below, okay, maybe below it it says not basic. Wow. Not, not your base. Not your basic not, bitch. Not your basic bitch. Yeah. Or I'm chick. Acidic. You know, I guess, you know, chick. But almost, it's almost... Bitch I, with like an asterisk instead of the I. I Exactly. I almost find, and I, you know, it's not my place to wax poetic here uh, or to weigh in on this. I almost find the use of the word chick in this scenario more offensive than to say basic bitch. I agree. Because basic bitch has the alliteration thing going for it. It sounds cool. Yeah. You say basic chick, it's like, well, all chicks actually are a type of chick. And Ben, you often say that when you call women a bitch, when you call women bitches, you often say, well, I only called them that because it alliterated with the other thing I was trying to say. Yeah, I use a lot and of B adjectives. And you do say it a lot. I do use a lot of B adjectives, yeah. So 
So just sort of some of my favorite adjectives to use, um, brothy, um, uh, bad, badgery, barracudinous, uh, I'll often kind of toss out, um, bone marrow loving, <laughs> bone marrow sucking. I'll say bone marrow sucking. You bone marrow <laughs> sucking bitch. How many um, times have I heard that one? Yeah. Probably all timer for me is bonerific. I love to use bonerific. You bonerific bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. is actually praise. Yeah. I agree. My dick, pink and big. Yo dick stinks like shit. So Sarah, um, yeah. hit me with the 405. 404 error error not found. Yeah, uh, my brain is not computing right now. So <laughs> hit me with the 40 the 411. That's what I was trying to look for. That's right. Hit me with the 411. What did you think of this week's episode of television's number one show, Chicago Heroes? Which, if you're a listener and you don't know what that is, first of all, figure it mm, out. Yeah, it's pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> yeah, just look it up on Bing. And television's number one show chicago heroes is the best show in the world it's on every week even if you can't figure out where to watch it because you're so stupid you're loco and dumb and stupido in <laughs> your cabeza but <laughs> but we're gonna recap it for you because we are actually awesome sauce amazeballs yep. uh and we are going to lay down the epic recap of this week's episode of Chicago Heroes. But first, we're going to uh, give um, the ranking of it. So yeah. where would you place this episode in your the rankings of Chicago Heroes, the Chicago Heroes canon? Sure. Well, Ben, Stick you asked me for canon the... canon and fire. Mm-hmm. You asked me, Ben, for the 411 on this episode, but I'd prefer to give you a 311. That's right, 311, all mixed up. I'm feeling kind of crazy about this episode. Um, it left me with a lot of feelings. Um, and I think we'll probably die in, dive into what those feelings are, how the episode left me. I will say, though, just spectacular overall. I mean, the best television makes you think, and this episode really, really made me think hard and now my brain hurts from thinking so much and this is this must be how neil degrasse tyson feels all the time you know people say um that television i believe that bill hicks said this uh a guru and a legend maybe the smartest man who ever lived he said that television is the opium of the masses well he was actually wrong about that. If he, he would have been wrong about that if he had ever seen Chicago Heroes. Yeah. Because Chicago Heroes is actually more like the limitless pill of the masses. That's right. Uh, it actually I'm cranked makes your brain, all the way up. It makes your brain grow. Yeah. Three sizes. Just like the Grinch's heart. Exactly. But more. But even bigger. So even bigger. The, yeah. Um, Chicago Heroes makes your brain grow pie sizes larger, which is even bigger than three. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. I, um, yeah, actually, if you can look through the telescope and see me now, it feels like my brain is seeping out through my skull because it's getting so big. Don't believe me. Just watch. Oh. 
Okay, That's so right. I actually also thought the episode was really good. So how about we get into a recap of it here Why not? for our listeners? Why okay. not? First of all, let's give them the skinny on who the characters are. Who are the major sure, players uh, in the scene here? We've got Monica. We've got Rachel. We've got Joey. We've got Chandler. We've got and Ross. Ross. Yeah, you said give me the skinny, but it feels like we should trim the fat and get rid of that guy. Oh, my God. I would love if they did a special episode where they just hold Ross's head underwater for as long as an episode lasts and see if that finally does him in. And the episodes tend to last about three or four hours, so I think that would, but I don't know. This guy has (laughs) gotten a a lot of scrapes before. Scrapes? Scraps? Really, either. He's gotten out of a lot of scraps uh, because that's actually what they let him eat in this show. (laughs) So you basically got your main heroes. You got Monica. She's a cop. She's played by Courtney Cox. She, you got Rachel. She's a paramedic. She's played by Stone Cold Fox, Jennifer Aniston. You got Would you Joey. call Jennifer Aniston because Jennifer she's like a Stone Cold Fox? I do. And then you got Joey, who's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Played by Matt LeBlanc, which is also known as the Great White Matt. That's right. <laughs> okay. And you've got Chandler, who's a lawyer, which is one of the best types of hero you can be. Yep. Played 100%. by... Matthew the Barry Perry. Um, and we call him the Barry because he's got such a bonerific Barry in those jeans of his. Um, yep. Don't ask me and to then, explain that. No, I think everybody gets it. And then we have Ross, played by David Swimmer. And we talked about him eating scraps earlier. And the types of scraps he eats are like orange peels and like leftover like wheat. And basically stuff, yeah, basically stuff livestock would eat. He fucking sucks, dude. He's, um, all the heroes live at the hero house and they feed Ross the scraps every night. He actually put it in a trough, (laughs) in a trough, um, which is actually made out from an old toilet. Yeah, they put it in just a (laughs) toilet bowl, but they call it the trough. They call it the trough. It's in the kitchen. Um, (laughs) They put it in the kitchen. And they they put him on a leash, and then they they walk him out into the kitchen. They make him do this game called Boar on the Floor, which is where he has to get on the floor like a boar, and they all chant Boar on the Floor, and he goes and he eats their scraps, um, including the packaging that their food came in, out of the toilet, out of his trough. And they originally had him on a leash and were walking him out there to do it, but then they found out that he liked it so much they stopped doing it. Yeah, because he's actually a sicko. Yeah, um, he's a freak. Did you ever see F. that, like that internet cartoon that has the guy looking in through the window, you know, and he's labeled like sickos or whatever? It's like, haha, yes, 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 <laughs> yes and he's a sicko. Uh, yeah, that's like basically what Ross, Ross would do when they would put the leash on him. Um, yeah. Anyway. Like, oh, is it time for the leash? Oh, no. <laughs> he would do like that. Um, not very believable acting from David Swimmer. <laughs> I never really believe never anything he does. No. Um, and I don't believe in him. So actually, okay, listeners, if you would like to use the submission box, go ahead and hit us up at Please Save Me Pod or at Please Save Me Podcast at gmail.com. If you do know where David Swimmer's home address is, um, just like where he's kind of at now like where he's living and everything like that and we if you'd like to send if you'd like we're not saying send him you know like a special package or anything but just like <laughs> we can't say that we can't I actually was just say thinking that. what if somehow david swimmer came upon this podcast 
Like, what if he actually was listening to it? Yeah. David Swimmer. Um, I think that that's very unlikely to happen. And I'll tell you why I think it's unlikely to happen. It's because nobody listens to this podcast. It's not because nobody listens. We actually, we have it on, we have it on good authority that people do listen. Um, mm-hmm. We actually got at least a handful of messages this week um, of people just saying like, hey, you know, I've been listening. I make sure to listen every week. This is my favorite thing, and this is the only thing keeping me alive right now. Right, because, yeah. you know, basically, like, I'm just waiting to see when you guys stop. So <laughs> that's the only reason I have to keep going. Yeah. But the reason is that the network obviously has given us, I mean, we're the official recap podcast for Chicago Heroes, but they've given us a number of cease and desist letters, restraining orders, right? Right. And so we actually have a restraining order in effect that's not only physical from the cast and crew of Chicago Heroes, but digital. Yes. And so unless David Swimmer is going to break the law, because if David Swimmer listens to our podcast, he actually breaks our restraining order that he has against us. That's right. Right. And David Swimmer is such a uh, law-abiding kind of coward type guy. That's a basic bitch if I've ever heard of one. He wouldn't do that. Right. Cool. So this episode um, opens on what? Yeah, we, we actually opened on um, some... We opened on a... Uh, it's a bunch of kids, right? Bunch a bunch of, of kids. kids just doing a bunch of dumb kid type shit. It was like one shot of a kid like doing one shot of a kid, like kind of refusing to do their times tables in like right. their workbook. And then it like tiled into a thing with a bunch of other, it, like um, we saw more and more kids do that. And it went into like four kids on the screen, then 16, then yeah. 32. A mortise like, board. A what is it called? A mortise board. Are you trying to say smorgasbord? Yeah. It's a smorgasbord of children. So it opened up into a smorgasbord of children, all just kind of like screwing around and not doing their lessons and stuff. And their moms were all like, they all had their hair in rollers and were wearing big fluffy robes and they were walking around with frying pans and being like, do your homework. These are kids at home. You would think they'd be in school, right? I mean, they're doing schoolwork, but they're actually doing it at home, which makes it into homework. So I was like, what's up with that? Yeah. And so it's clear that these parents have kind of lost control of their kids, even though they're trying to force them to do schoolwork. Yes. Yes. And scroll work. So we had a number of like, it would show the parent in the background, you know, it'd show like a kid kind of driving their parent to their wits end, right? Uh-huh. Like we saw that one kid who was, um, uh, she was refusing to, what piece of schoolwork did we see her refusing to do? She wouldn't read her Shakespeare play. She, yes, yes. She was supposed to be reading um, uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she kept kind of saying like, uh, I'll tell you, this play's Much Ado About Nothing. It sucks. That's right. It showed her mom in the background just kind of miming, like blowing her brains out. That's right. Yeah. And then we have a couple other scenes, like a little kid who is sort of refusing to like fill out his spelling sheet. Mm -hmm. And the mom is like, I've had it up to here. And she reaches up and jumps and touches the ceiling. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> um, which was kind of like Michael Jordan. It was kind of cool because it reminded me of. Uh, it was almost like her home really had turned into a school because oh. obviously that's something you would do in school. You're walking down the hall and yep. you walk under the, um, you walk under the, the door, door frame. frame. What yeah. do you do? You walk under a door frame. What do you got to do? Got to leap up and touch it. You gotta. <laughs> so they showed that. And then of course, when she landed again, she like kind of pretended that she was making a noose around her neck and hanging herself because she couldn't <laughs> stand her kid. Right. So, These people hate their kids. And then they, we saw one who was making an Instagram or TikTok or something of just being like, and if you need a cocktail to deal with having your kids around all the time now, I'll show you. And they take like a handle of Tito's vodka and pour it into a supersized wine glass. And then they go, that's it. That's, that's the cocktail. That's the recipe. And that's kind of honestly my favorite kind of humor. Hang on. I got a soundboard clip for that one. You ready for it? Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Okay, so that's... um Perfect. Emerald Legacy. So these parents are at their wit's end. And the reason, of course, is that um, the schools in Chicago have been closed on the show for like, for like a month and a half. month and a half, two months almost or whatever. Right. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, that's actually kind of wild because they basically haven't even addressed that on the show. You know, so right. like, and then I We've was just like, been dealing with adults, I guess. Right. Yeah. That kind of got explained to me in my mind when I was like, oh, this isn't actually a show about kids. So it makes sense that, I mean, even though there's kids on it, maybe like every couple episodes, I was like, it makes sense that like, we didn't know that the schools have been out for a month and a half, two months. Right. And they've been out because the school um, district didn't use any snow days. Yeah. So, so they just had to like kind of close earlier than expected. Yeah. We got explained that because basically we cut to the superintendent's office and the superintendent, um, she's actually like working from home too, I guess, because they got so many snow days. And it's like, yes. The superintendent's a she. Yes, she is. And she has a sweet ringtone on her phone also. <laughs> Which we heard because we heard it ringing. That's right. It was um, "Torn" by Natalie and Brulia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. I don't really. F yeah, just a fun like, detail. Just I love that they throw stuff like that in the show sometimes, even if it doesn't seem like it has a point. Yeah, like this is who this character is. She's a type of dumbass woman who has "Torn" by Natalie and Brulia as her ringtone. Well, in here's the what year was funny. Twenty twenty. Here's what was funny about it. It's, you're calling her a dumbass woman who has torn the Natalie and Brilliant on her phone in the year 2020. Obviously, she she reaches for her phone right in this scene. She's in, she's at home. She's having a big glass of wine. She reaches for her phone. It's ringing, and then she's like, "Oh, that's my husband's phone," and she tosses it aside. And then her phone starts ringing. And you remember what her ringtone actually actually yeah, it was, was? Yeah, it was Limp Biscuit break stuff. Exactly. So she's actually. And then I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You said that she, she, you said, now that's a girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a girl I'd like to go to happy hour with and split some free popcorn on the house. I, I drink a Cosmo maybe. And honestly, even easy. talk about her husbands. <laughs> that was easy. Okay. So I played the soundboard clip twice because sort of. You were like kind of interrupting the soundboard with talking. So anyway, um, 
the um yeah, and I actually said she's a girl. It's I said she's more like a girl hoss because this mm. um cuz this town is only big enough for one of her. Yeah. Cuz of how cool kinda, she is. And she's kind of the only superintendent. I actually thought that me making that joke about the girl saying I obviously I made that joke when we were watching the episode. Yeah, of um, course. But and I laughed that time. You did. And I was not going to make it again on the podcast. I laughed so hard I fell out of my chair. But you just held up a sign. I w- I'm watching you right now through my telescope. And you just held up a sign that said, say the girl hoss thing. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to hear it again. And I think you, their delivery was just better the first time. Yeah. And there wasn't such a kind of long lag time, you know. It's like you said the girl boss thing when we were watching it. And then I was like, more like a girl hoss because this town's only big enough for the one of her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, yeah so you can see it actually still can kind of hit that joke yeah i'm sort of sliding off my chair gently <laughs> so anyway we cut to her she answers the phone and she's her phone's ringing off the hook i mean it's a cell phone so it's not literally on a hook yeah what do you call it Mm. Like well, what it literally it is ringing never... off the table it's vibrating it's vibrating vibing and... off the table it's vibing off the table <laughs> my phone was vibing off the table <laughs> my phone was vibing through my pocket yes there we go ringing off the ringing phone was ringing off the hook now they say our phones are vibing uh, out of pocket big memorial day sale our phones were vibing it out of our pockets <laughs> pretty good get them while they're hot <laughs> so i by my count personally by my count we've had two all-time bits so far on this podcast alone right? yeah. so if you're not subscribing uh subscribe tell a friend clip these tell your friend to tell a friend out. tell your friend to tell a friend and you'll get imagine what joy we could spread in the world if you, if each one of you listening to this podcast right now told a friend about the podcast and then that friend told another friend about the podcast. If you get, here's the deal. That's Malcolm Gladwell. If you can get two, if you can get two people in your downstream, you break even. If you can get six people in your downstream, that's two people in your downstream and then they each have two people in their downstream. Now you're making money. Feels like we're swimming a little bit upstream right now. So let's keep recapping this episode. So anyway, it's all these parents and they're like, we're going crazy here. You need to open the schools back up. And the superintendent is like, uh, I can't do that. I literally can't do that. I've put in an executive order that the schools are closed for the rest of the year because we didn't use any snow days this year. Sorry. Sorry. My hands are tied. Sorry. I'm not sorry. And she, she did kind of the I hashtag the thing with her fingers. Yeah, the what, she did, what did kind she of do? the hashtag thing with her fingers. Yes. Which is funny because she, she was on, um, she actually made the parents that were calling her get on FaceTime with her so that she could be more dismissive to them. Yeah, she was like, actually, sorry. Actually, could you put this on FaceTime because I want to do something real quick. I want to show you something real quick. And yeah. then she'd get him on and then she goes, sorry, not sorry. Yes. And you can't see me, but. I'm doing. I'm- Sarah's doing it. She's holding two fingers up vertically. So you can try this at home. Hold two fingers up vertically. Hold your other two fingers from the other hand, and that's a, two of your other fingers from your other Whichever. hand. Whichever. And hold them across the other two so that you're making like a pound sign, hashtag sign. We love it. We do love it. Um, 
So what do these parents... I figured, to me, Sarah, I figured, okay, so episode's over, right? They tried, they failed. Yeah. Episode's over, right? Heroes were probably off doing something cool, and we just kind of got like a sort of slice of life episode that they'll do every once in a while. But no, of course not. Show pulls the rug out from under us and continues. Goes fucking crazy. Goes to 11. So what what happens? Wow. Well, these parents start taking over the school's gorilla style. They're like, you know what? If the teachers aren't going to teach, we'll just plop them in schools and teach them ourselves. Um, which I am thinking about now. They're just spending just as much time with their kids, but now they also have other kids that they're spending time with. Yeah. Well, they kind of, um, I guess it's sort of as a many hands make light work sort of a situation. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, yeah, they basically start this like hashtag Occupy the Classroom movement. That's right. Uh, and we cut to various schools around the city and like the kids are engaged, they're learning, they have like science lab equipment. One of them solves like a disease. Yeah, E equals MC squared. Yeah. um, Those are two different things, obviously. I understand. Hmm. That I didn't know that. The show didn't explain like what the kids were learning so much as like it showed it because it's a show. Right. So it's not an explain. Yeah. If you want to get something explained to you, you're gonna have to watch Vox's Explained on Netflix. Um, which is not television's number one show. So I don't know why you would watch it. And also it's not even on television, it's on Netflix, which is not television. It's not TV. It's Netflix. That's another slogan that I gave Sarah to try out for Please Save Me for our podcast. I said, hey, Sarah, let's, what if we made the, pod, the slogan for our podcast? It's not TV. It's Netflix. So I actually think for Netflix, that would be kind of an interesting slogan. I love it for Netflix. Love it for Netflix. It's almost perfect. For us, for Please Save Me, I feel Not like good. I swing on this. And that's fine. And that's what learning is about, just like what these kids were doing. They were trying and failing, and they were making up stupid slogans and then, like, making up better ones. The parents are divvying up the work. They got people working recess. They got people working in the cafeteria. They got people mm-hmm. giving out, like, homework and all this stuff. Yeah, the separate um, homework givers were really an interesting part of that. And that's something I would like to see implemented in schools nationwide, frankly. I think that Just some like of the division of labor was unequal, unequal. Because um, you have the, basically some of the, the idea. Some of the parents were like teachers, basically teaching the whole like kitten caboodle. Right. And then some of the people were just like handing them a sheet of paper and saying, do your homework. Right. And that was mostly the dads. Yeah. So anyway. Because they could just crack a beer and chill out. Oh, God. What I would have loved to be part of that dad's, um, the dad's cookout that they had. Uh, so basically, so like the moms were like inside kind of like teaching and kind of doing the cafeteria and the recess monitoring and everything because they had indoor recess because um, the dads rain. were actually out on the playground and there was rain. So both <laughs> things. So there's rain. And so the dads had to build, we're out on the playground, the dads were out on the playground having a cookout and like kind of with a portable TV out there, just crack a beer, or watch the, watch the game. Yeah, light drizzle. Just old ESPN highlights from the 80s and stuff that they were watching. Yeah. 
and then they had to build even a whole shelter. They had basically they had to build the whole shelter because of the rain, so they could keep yep. hanging out out there. Yeah, but luckily, like eight of the guys just brought their like tailgating tents, and they yes. just put those up. So it's just basically a tailgate on the playground. It was pretty. So, oh god, I would have loved that. Anyway, oh the, my god, hand me a hot dog and a Bud Light. I am going nuts for that. I know I'm not allowed because I'm not a dad, but mm, I mean, dad is more of a mindset than it is a position in life. I agree with you. D- and so, so that's we've right. got I'm something a dad. there. Dad is a mindset. Is another shirt. And so you and I have been kind of spitballing Ooh. different shirts we could sell. Dadding like a boss. Dadding like a boss, right? Bossing like a mom. Dadding like oh. a boss, bossing like a mom. <laughs> Being stupid like a kid. Um, so you can kind of make them for the <laughs> whole family. Being f- so fucking annoying like right. one of my children. Dadding like a boss. Dad is a mindset, though. I like that one. Dad is a mindset. Anyway, um, oh, and what about boss as a mindset? No. Okay, well, part of, one of the things that you, part of adulting really well is actually learning when you do swing and miss. And I just swung and missed again. So I've got two strikes now. Anyway, the point is, the superintendent, she is out walking her cat. And she- I love this part because I kind of let you do a Mad Libs type of thing <laughs> with the episode. Literally. It came up on the screen. It was like, and the superintendent, she was walking with her blank. <laughs> and that's kind of why it took Ben so long to think of his funny little answer. Because you would think it would be a dog, but Ben is so, so funny that he had to make it cat. Well, okay. I have, in my defense, um, in my defense, usually when you do a Mad Libs, you don't see the sentence that you're filling in the blank for first. You just write like a noun or an adjective or a verb. So you don't have... So it's actually kind of paralyzing to be given the sentence and then have to come up with something. It's like, if you just ask me, like, come up with a noun, uh, come up with a noun. I can come up with a noun, like, really fast. Come up with a noun. Okay, pencil. Okay, the superintendent was out walking her pencil. Okay, it's not as funny, but I did it fast. (laughs) So you actually are a lot more impressed now, aren't you? So anyway, this Mad Lib comes up, and I obviously also, I didn't really have a choice because... You put I, dog. Yeah, I didn't have a choice because I'm not fucking stupid, so I put dog. You put dog. Yeah. Which, um, so for me, she was walking her dog. For Ben, she was walking her cat. And they pretty much... Both were I named think that they Buster. A, both were named what? Buster. Yeah, and that was also a Mad Lib. She said, who was named... And then Sarah and I just both kind of at the same time, we were like, Buster! Buster! Um, and then we both, right after that, we said, Rhymes? <laughs> and that's just kind of another <laughs> little sneak peek into how fucking clever we are. Buster, <laughs> Buster, <laughs> Buster, <laughs> Buster Rhymes is... 
<laughs> Short for Buster Rhymes. <laughs> so, so anyway, we both made that riff kind of at once. Um, and then I missed basically the rest of that scene. What? So they give you a bunch of other stuff to fill in the blank, but we were laughing so hard at the Buster Rhymes thing that we basically tuned back into the TV when the superintendent, she was um, walking. She was like, I guess her, I don't know. I guess her cat or her dog or whatever ran away. Cause she was in front of a school and she didn't have anything. And she was just looking and she was seeing that there was like the dad's cookout and there was the kids and the parent, the mom's inside. And she was like, the fuck is going on here? No idea. Had no idea. Duh. Fuck. So she sort of sees one of the dads that she recognizes and she's like, hey, can you come over here? And he comes over and he's like, hey, what's up with the empty leash? He does say that. Yeah. Um, and, and she goes, oh, I thought I was walking my. Never mind. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to make a joke about how she and like if i had been writing this scene you know like if i had been the chicago heroes writers writing this scene i would have had there be sort of a thing between her and the dad you know where he was like you know i've been wondering when i was going to get to see you again what's with the empty leash you know and she's like it's for uh, you buddy exactly something like that so um but that's not the direction that they went with it and so i guess that's cool um Anyway, she goes, like, the fuck is going on here? Like, I ordered all the schools shut down in perpetuity for the rest of the year. And the dad was like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, sort of a community organizing kind of, you know, collective action, hashtag occupy the schools, kind of, it's whatever. Sort of social justice you like that kind of shit. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, but what I actually like more is the law. And I'm about to lay it down. Get the fuck out of there now. And he goes, there's what? 30 of us dads and then there's 30 more mommies inside. He calls them mommies. (laughs) Yeah. And he goes, and there's what? Hmm. One of you? And then he looks at her tits and he says, ah, there's two of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes, and besides, there's about 80 kids in there, and you're going to have to go through all of them to get to us. So. Good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the superintendent, she has to kind of try another method. And this is where I was like, I actually said to you, I like said to you through our, Sarah and I, we're on two separate islands right now. It's a long story. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know all about it. Um, I talked to you through the tin can when we were watching it, and I was like, uh, this is a situation that calls for some heroes. That's right. And she basically says the same thing. She goes, well, if I can't lay down the law, I might as well go to the law guys themselves. Call the law to lay themselves down. Yeah. Right. Um, she nails it on the, on the second. <laughs> yeah. She did the line twice. Yeah. And then so she kind of sucks the dad off, and then she goes and calls <laughs> the heroes <laughs> Dude, that actually blew my freaking gourd when I, I mean, she blew his gourd, but it blew my gourd to see her do it because they, they also didn't censor. No. 
And he, I mean, he sensed her. He could sense her down there. He could tell she was down there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> he definitely knew. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he came in her mouth. My dick, pink and big. Yo dick stinks like shit. That's actually what she said to him. Because he does kind of get off on that kind of belittling kind of thing, which is why I thought yeah. that the empty leash thing would have been so good. Yeah. You know, she said, it, really- like, like you said, she said it's for you. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of screwed up some of the stuff there. <laughs> you said to me, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then we both freaking laughed and laughed. <laughs> we laughed so hard. <laughs> and we actually laughed so hard that we had our eyes closed when it cut to the hero, to the heroes. And the superintendent had the heroes um, on the phone, on like the video phone, um, because she was like busy, like walking her duck. And so she couldn't, like, have an actual meeting face-to-face. <laughs> so the heroes are like, what's up, lady? Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, you know the schools are closed. They've been closed for a month and a half. But the parents are kind of going crazy. So they started up school. They did the, they're doing this Occupy the Schools thing. And the heroes are like, oh, yeah, we saw that. That's kind of cool. And she goes, no, it's not. I need you to put an end to this. And I don't care how you do it. Just get these kids out of the schools and their parents, too. And then she just hang up, hangs, hangs up. Yeah, totally. Um, so the heroes, they start making a plan. We get a montage here. Right. Uh, they draw a couple of diagrams. Blue, like blueprint paper. Blueprints, yep. Um, they do, they learn karate really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. They learned karate. Um, they basically did it like it was the Matrix. So it was like they plugged themselves into computer and had their super hacker come and played by Jason Derulo. That's right. And he showed them basically how to like jack their brains into his supercomputer and he like taught them a bunch of karate through it and they came back out of it and they were like, like Joey was like, I know karate. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is that it's taken them four seasons to do that. And actually Monica says that she goes, Jason Rulo, why haven't you done this for us before? Why didn't you tell us you could do this? And he was like, oh, I just figured it out recently. Yeah, his explanation was actually pretty good. I yeah, mean, just kind of like, oh, I just developed it, so that's yeah. why. Um, I learned. He says I learned it off of. Uh, it was like um, he says I actually clicked. He goes, it's actually an interesting story. <laughs> and everybody's kind of like, oh boy, oh boy. And he, yeah, except Ross. Ross looks really interested. Yeah, because he sucks. And Jason, um, Jason Derulo goes. I was on, um, I was reading a credit card points blog. You know how I love uh, getting my points. And like Ross actually leans in more interested. Um, The other people are like, no, thank you. And Jason Derulo is like, I saw this, I saw this ad uh, and I actually clicked on it and kind of Rachel perks up. She goes, how to get a flat belly in five days. And Jason Derulo is like, no. And Joey's (laughs) like, Joey's like, you won't last five seconds playing this game. And Jason Derulo is like, no. And Ross is like computer programmer or, and Ross is like, uh, he didn't say computer programmers. I was confused. Um, Ross goes, 
teachers hate this one trick. Yeah, this one weird trick. Yeah. And Jason Derulo goes, yeah. (laughs) So they kind of do all that and just chat about that. And then the heroes sort of formulate their plan. And basically they learned karate, (laughs) made blueprints, and they bought ski masks. Right. And so we see them say, are we all in? And they go, yeah. And they put their hands in without telling us the plan. But then we see it in a montage. And the montage shows them sort of sneakily going into the school and like crawling through the air ducts and mm-hmm. vents and things boom, like that. Boom, 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 right. And then they would like reach down and straight up just like pluck a kid out of his desk and kidnap him. Or they'd go into the bathroom and just steal them out of the bathroom. Or they would like pretend that they were a tree in the backyard on recess. And then a kid would come over to the tree to hide. And then they'd grab the kid and run away with him. That kind of stuff. And then we see them basically, we see the parents all coming out of the bathroom. They'd had their bathroom break. And they, um, they, were they all kind of, you know, yes, take huge shits. Oh, we know. The parents, they come back to the, they've had this little break. They took their big shits, some of them had sex, and they go back (laughs) into the classrooms. And the classrooms are like almost totally empty. Yeah, a couple like kids here Larry, and there who are just oh, and like, like the worst ones. Yeah, just like just like the teachers walk in there like you're uh, left here. Where's everybody else who I like? They hmm. said they said miss. They said the 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 people, the men, the men and the women. They said if you don't, they said if you don't leave the school, something bad's gonna happen. And so of course they evacuate the school. Parents evacuate the school. And they, they stop thinking like, it's safe. Right. They're like, oh my God, it must have been like a, a, there must be like a, maybe there was a bomb threat, right? Yeah. So our yeah. kids, they must be out, maybe they already got taken outside by the bomb squad. Nope. They just got straight up taken. Exactly. And these yeah. parents don't have a special set of skills. So they were like, we don't even know how Except to- for teaching and giving out homework and administering recess and working in a cafeteria, which are all good skills. They're and just cook- not good for finding your kid if they've been kidnapped. Right. And cooking out. Yeah. So um, they they kind of have this like, like we basically see the parents like have a meeting, you know, and they're like, your kids have been taken. Like, what do, what do we do? Right. And um, so they're like, we can't do this ourselves. We need one person who can. So right. who do they reach out to? Well, this is where this season's new character comes oh, back into the frame. Yeah. Um, we see one of, we see the parents basically arrive at the doorstep of Shirley Homer Simpson. That's right. At 221B Baker Street. That's right. And now it's time for us to go to a sponsor. Please Save Me is brought to you by our sponsors. And our sponsors is you. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Even tell a friend to subscribe. Here's a five-star review from Mark Dubs titled, The Real Heroes Are the Chicago... And then it gets cut off. 
Please Save Me is such a good podcast. It brings me so much joy to hear Sarah and Ben talk all about TV's number one show. It's almost as good as the show itself. Do yourself a favor and listen to this great pod. Thanks, Mark Dubs, and thank you for listening, everybody else. What's up, Hero Heads? Welcome back to Please Save Me, where me and Sarah are recapping this week's episode of Chicago Heroes. Now, um, Sarah, when we took our break for the sponsor and you were doing the um you're doing the ad read for the sponsor, which is our mm-hmm. listeners. Um, there was one of the reviews that you read was this, the subject line like got cut off, you know? Uh-huh. And that actually gave me of an idea for another slogan for our podcast. Oh, what? No character limit. Okay. I love where this is going, but let me punch it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. If we're focusing on like the fact that like the characters are so interesting, how about this? Characters welcome. So I like that. But if we, so let me just actually even add on to that. If one of the things that we're focusing on is that the characters are so good that the listeners are definitely going to love them, then what if we made it characters? You're welcome. We nailed it. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Okay, characters. You're welcome. Yeah. We love it. Wow, wow, is very nice. So we are now, we now have Shirley Homer Simpson. These, she's this like private investigator type of person played by Lucy Liu who lives at 221B Baker Street mm-hmm. and in Chicago. And she has been on the trail of last season's sort of anti-hero, Marilisa Kudrow, who has now been elected president. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's sort of sniffing around, trying to figure mm-hmm. things out, sort of hot on um, the hero's tails, heels, and is trying to figure out just what went down last season when... Um, Mayor Lisa Kudrow was assassinated in front of everybody and then arose from the dead three days later to win the presidential election. Right. So she's trying to figure out like, well, was everything above board there or did <laughs> something kind of get rigged something or, weird. or yeah. whatever, but yeah. right. But she still has to make a living. Right. So she's That's taking, right. so she takes regular cases as like a private eye. Right. Right. Um, she actually, on her door, there's actually a little placard that says, Shirley Homer Simpson, private guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's sort of funny, I guess. I don't know if it's supposed yeah, to be like to a some joke. People. Yeah, to some people she's funny. It just seems stupid to me. Private guy. Okay, it rhymes with private eye. Not everybody mm-hmm. has the same sense of humor as us, though. Not, Not everybody would put funny. cat into something where <laughs> you're supposed to be walking a dog. <laughs> Not everybody would have that kind of smart sense of humor. So anyway, (laughs) the parents are kind of like, honestly, they're basket cases. They're like crying like little babies. They're like, find our babies, find our babies. Should have thought about that before you brought them to the schools without permission. It's my saying. That's what I would say too. But the thing is, they haven't even actually gotten like a ransom note or anything yet, you know? So Shirley Homer Simpson is like, well, first things first, let's kind of take this we got to wait to get the rant. Like we got to wait to hear the demands of the kidnappers. And it's exactly what we expected. I mean, basically the kid that said like, Oh, Miss Sitsu, they said this would be bad. What happened? 
that's pretty much like what they get. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the there's like the parents get um they look up in the sky and there's a skywriter I guess and it says yeah. like if you continue operating illegally out of Chicago public schools something bad is going to happen to your kids. P.S. We're serious. Mm-hmm. And P.S. If you come back again, we'll come back for all the kids you don't even like. And we'll take them and we'll actually take Do them. Do worse stuff to them. Yeah, like put them in a lab where they're going to get cloned to make even more of them. Right. And then we will, then they'll, this, the adoption agencies will be overrun with them and the mayor will make mandatory adoption where you all have to adopt them and they're now at least they're four or five part of your family. Yeah. The five children per family policy is what she's going to call it. The new man yeah. who's definitely, uh-huh. who doesn't exist yet, but when they do exist, that's what they'll do. So it was a long skyride <laughs> message. Really, really long. But frankly, that was a lot of information. There wasn't much to cut out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if it works, it works, you know? Yep. Exactly. So they got their demands. Nobody told Shakespeare to make Hamlet's soliloquy shorter. Well, or if they did, like... They probably got a freaking punch in the nards. Shakespeare was really short, I guess. Or the person making the demand was very tall. Do you have to be at Nard's level to be able to punch somebody in the Nards? Well, it's an awkward motion. And, and listeners, we want you to take a moment. Try this out at stand home. Stand up from your podcast machine and just kind, of try, just kind of try. Make like you're trying to punch someone who's normal height. Your in their height, Nards. Even, in their Nards. It's an awkward motion. You have to have really long. Okay, so maybe Shakespeare had really long arms. Oh, he did. Oh, that explains Huge it. wingspan. That's why he wrote The Raven. That makes so much sense. And The Raven is about the first guy that ever dunked from the free throw line, right? That's right. Yeah. So anyway. Um, they did the sky writing. And so then they said, we need help. So they called up Shirley Homer Simpson and said, you need to find where these kids are and find out who kidnapped them and extract yeah. them. Like, yeah. we need you to do some black ops. Right. Uh, so Shirley Homer Simpson, she kind of dresses up like Rambo or somebody like that. Yeah, Rambo or like... Whoever the guy is that goes after the Rambo. after Predator. The guys that are going after Predator, you know? Like out in the jungle with like the mm-hmm. kind of the Rambo style stuff. Like she dressed up like them. Yeah. And what are those called? Oh, a boot. Uh, the commando. A, a bandolier. A bandolier. Yeah, she has a band. She has a bandolier, but it's actually funny. It's not bullets that are on her bandolier. Do you remember what it was that was on her bandolier? Yeah, baby carrots for snacking. Yeah, which is funny, or even because they're loud. So you'd think if yeah. you're doing sort of a black ops style mission, probably don't want to be snacking on baby carrots. But she doesn't play by the rules. Remember, she calls herself a private guy, which is, I guess, funny to somebody somewhere, but <laughs> yeah. not us. Yeah. 
she uses um basically she uses real time geolocation data. She scrapes the web and kind of sends out spider crawlers to bring back snippets to her. And she runs mm-hmm. a compiler and kind of analyzes the bits. And she figures out that the kids are being kept at the hero house. And she goes, oh, how convenient. I've been meaning to pay them a visit. So we see her kind of doing, um, like, not jujitsu, but sort of like dancing or something through lasers. Like she's kind of like moving her body in like almost like a ninja type way through lasers, like a commando. Where she's yeah. dressed like Rambo and she's like doing... It's interesting that she set up all those lasers in her own apartment. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't specify that, obviously, that they were in her apartment. Um, She was just practicing, I guess. Yeah. Turns out the hero house does not have lasers around no. it, which we kind of knew. It has an empty moat. That's all that it has. Yeah. Is it basically has an empty moat that you can just like walk down into and then walk back up out of on the other side. Right. Wouldn't so even matter for Shirley Homer Simpson because she's an expert diver. And swimmer. That we learned in the first episode of the season. Really, the moat would only stop somebody if it was full and they couldn't swim. Or there all. was like a shark or crocodile. Or like, yeah, or barracudas in it or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But obviously exactly. all the barracudas are like at the, I mean, they're all like dead, right? Just like on the bottom of the moat because they took mm-hmm. the water out of it. So, yeah. So Shirley Homer Simpson kind of waves her hand in front of her nose. She goes, something's definitely fishy here. And then she sees a great white dead at the bottom of the moat. She goes, oh, well, that explains that. Yeah. Um, so then she goes up into the house. She goes, she- you're going to need a bigger moat. <laughs> <laughs> so she, which i thought was funny that's like the kind of humor i like i love it she climbs up into she basically climbs up the chimney escape and she goes into an upper window there's like a window there's a trick window up on the top floor and mm-hmm. she kind of goes in through that and yep basically it's like oh there's all the kids they're there Right. Yeah, and they're actually like doing fine. Like they yeah, give them a chilling. lot of shit to do and like junk food and treats. Yeah, they all have on um Oculus Rifts. Every single kid is wearing an Oculus Rift. Yeah. And just kind of like eating junk food and, and vibing, honestly. And treats. And just vibing. They're all um doing Fortnite dances wearing their Oculus <laughs> Rifts and eating the treats and vibing. Making TikToks and sort of just Which vibing is kind and of chilling. Funny, they're wearing the Oculus Rifts, so a lot of them are like. Tr- but I guess these kids are like born basically with a phone in their hand. Exactly. So they don't even. They can actually be in a virtual world, and they can aim the phone, the selfie camera, straight at themselves. Perfectly. Exactly. Perfectly. Very cool. You know, like how a neurologist will have, like, if you or I go to a neurologist, they'll do a test where they have us try to like close our eyes and touch our nose. Uh-huh. For kids that are born now, they have them, and you did it perfectly just now. I was watching you. <laughs> I just didn't know. I've never been asked to do that. And you can do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it. But you weren't born with a phone in your hand. The neurologist now, they ask a kid, hey, close your eyes and take a selfie. Should we both try it? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Snap. 
Oh, I actually got really close. I got the um, I got the phone app open. Way to go! That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, I accidentally called nine one one. So anyway, <laughs> so we better wrap this. Up. So we better wrap this one up. So Shirley Homer Simpson like looks around at the kids and she goes, "Hmm, they seem like they'll be actually okay for a moment. I'm gonna do a little snooping." Yep. So she sort of snoops and you know packs around and. Um, doesn't actually really find a whole lot. I mean, she finds Joey's nudes, Joey's nudes, <laughs> and she sort of really quickly jacks off to them. Jacks off. <laughs> um, she like borrows one of the Oculus Rifts from a kid and she like fires up kind of, she like codes a quick program to like simulate Joey, like kind of dicking her down or whatever. And like, Anyway, so she like uses the data from the nudes to like deep fake him. Yeah. And she uses a dinosaur bone from Ross's room as like a sort of dildo. Yeah. She attaches it to Ross's, um, his real doll. Ross has a real doll, but he doesn't use it for sex. He just like, he actually specifically had it built without genitalia and he just uses it as a friend. To some, somebody to listen. So he's going to awaken to a rude surprise when he finds that thing. The point is... Yeah, that wet, wet dinosaur bone attached to his real doll. I think it's so Kind of crusty, actually, at that point. It's so lame that Ross keeps dinosaur bones at home. Yeah, I think so, too. So Shirley Homer Simpson is like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to... Um, be done here I, she goes like yeah i guess i'm gonna be done here uh we can do then she turns to the kid she um she brings the kids downstairs i would have thought she would sneak them out the the back door yeah it's like what is she doing she just like walks down the stairs with them and the heroes are all, all in, the, in the living room um <laughs> just like watching whatever like, actually watching like old videos of themselves hanging out yeah <sighs> totally lame yeah um, and Shirley Homer Simpson is like, okay, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. And they're like, wait, when did you get here? And she goes, mm, about 30, 45 minutes ago, I saw what the kids were doing. And then I went and did a couple other errands upstairs. And like, yeah. now I'm here, Ross, I left you a little gift. She does say that. And, and so she goes, you know what? I have all the kids here. And I know you don't want them to die, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. All I care about is the truth. And I need you to give me information or else every single one of these kids is a goner. Yeah. Um, so the heroes don't like that one bit. <laughs> yeah, they get really upset. They start yeah. crying. Rachel, Rachel, she goes, oh, no. And um, Joey goes, Oh no. Chandler, mm -hmm. he goes, Oh no. Could I be any more upset? He does say that. Um, and everybody answers. They go, Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so the thing about Lucy Lou is she doesn't take any shit in any role no. that she plays. No, so no. she doesn't take any shit here. She pulls out a gun and like a big gun. And kind of like points it over the kids and she goes like, you're going to tell me what happened with Mary Lisa Kudrow last year or I'm going to 
or uh, or or I'm gonna blow every single one of these kids' brains out. She goes, kids, stand in a line, and all the kids they stand in a line, and she goes, this gun is this is gun is extremely powerful. I built it myself. If I shoot the kid in the front of the line, the bullet's gonna go through all of their brains. So you better tell me now. And they go, yeah. tell you what? What do you want to know? And she goes. Was Mayor Lisa Kudrow's rally astroturfed? Were people paid to go there? And Joey speaks up and he goes, yeah, everybody was paid to go there. We went out and paid them ourselves. And, you know, we got all those people there and they all had to hand their phones over and put them Mm -hmm. in those little security bag thingies. And Shirley Homer Simpson goes, that's all I needed to know. And then she shoots one of the kids anyway. She does, um, but she, but only in, but the, she uh, in the knee. Yeah, yeah, she misses their, yeah, it's their, actually really sad. She tries to shoot them in the knee. She misses. <laughs> Hits them in the nards. <laughs> right? But. Yeah, and she was lying. She was lying about the bullet. Only hit the one kid. Did not go through everybody else's nards. Right. And. The kids' nards actually haven't dropped yet, so it actually just went through. It just sort of nicked the inner the, thigh. Nick, nicked the inner thigh. So if the kids had nards, and this was a kid, we knew his nards hadn't dropped because he was talking. We we heard him doing like a, this, a like fort- Peter Brady. We heard him saying slurs on Fortnite when he was playing the um, up in the upper room on his Oculus Rift when he was playing Fortnite. He was like kind of talking a lot of shit in a really high squeaker kind of voice. Yeah. And we don't agree with any of the language he was using, which is no, why we didn't bring it up. No, no, absolutely not. He said boomer. He said Karen. <laughs> I mean, it was It was bad. Stuff. <laughs> nasty, nasty. <laughs> nasty little boy deserves to have his inner thigh nicked for saying such naughty things. Ross anyway. goes, so are you sure? Yeah, anyway, Ross goes, he goes, <laughs> are you sure you don't like want any evidence or anything? He goes, I think I still have the bag that we used to hand out the cash. And Lucy Lou's like, um, okay, I guess I'll take it. Take that, yeah. He like hands her this duffel bag and she's like, have you wiped this down like for prints or whatever? And he goes, no, I like kind of just kept it just in case like a private investigator was going to be, you know, like looking into wrongdoing or malfeasance <laughs> or anything like that. She's like, okay. Okay, is there anything else you want to tell me? Or and he's like, no, that's kind yeah. of it. Just yeah, that's enough to give for you this. now, is what he says. <laughs> yeah, and she goes, that is enough for now. Yeah, and, and so she lets the kids go. Yeah, um, it's fade to black. The credits roll. You got to have that post-credit scene, right? Right. So our superintendent, kind of a hero in her own right, at least for this episode makes another appearance and you see her talking to somebody on the phone on FaceTime Mm -hmm. and they say, are you sure you want to go through with this? This is a really big deal and this might screw up your future. And she goes, I'm positive. We cannot have this happen again. And the guy goes, all right. I mean, you're acting really tough. And she goes, that's right. I'm a, hashtag symbol because she's facetiming she goes nasty woman yeah and i'm a hashtag girl boss yes and i am electable if you vote for me she is trying it's it's interesting this character 
But this actress is clearly angling for more of a role on the show, right? Big time. Because when she says, and I'm electable if you vote for me, actually, you could audibly hear the director behind the camera going like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? What is that and he, like, from? Walk, he like walked down in front of the camera to the actress and he's like, stick to the script. Everybody else gets to ad lib, not you. Goes, okay? Yeah. Stick to the script. You're supposed to say, I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. You're supposed to take a bunch of pills and go to sleep. Okay? And she's like, yeah, well, I just thought it would kind of be an interesting choice for the character to, like, maybe stay awake and alive and, like, run for mayor and stuff. And he goes, no. This is done. This is done. You're done. Cut. We're cutting. Yeah. And so then, she like really quick, she talks back into the phone and she goes, just to clarify, what I'm telling you to do is I want you to bulldoze all of the schools in Chicago because I'm not taking this lying down. And the and, guy goes, okay, lady, I hope you get what you want. And that was an interesting power play by the actress because... To actually call a bo- bulldozer guy well, and, and oh, get all oh, the schools <laughs> bulldozed down? Yeah, to actually do to okay, yes. First of all, to kind of mix the outer world with the world of the show. Like she obviously love. just got a real guy on the phone so that they could kind of improv together, improvise together. And then also for her to explain exactly what was gonna happen, because the director, he now has to that's a rule of Chicago Heroes, basically. Like mm-hmm. the actor, there's this kind of rule in the rule book for Chicago heroes that like, um, they don't edit. Right. So it's kind if, of all just one continuous shot. Right. It's, they never, until fix it, it jump cuts, we never fix it in post. That's the right. R- never fix it in post is the rule. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a fun one for us. Too. Never fix it in post. It's yeah. really good characters you're welcome never fix it in post yeah and i yeah so (laughs) the um so she kind of has this director over a barrel so to speak Mm -hmm. you know or like his balls in a vice or whatever let's go with his balls are in a vice um and nards are in a vice nards are in a vice and he goes now you've got my nards in a vice (laughs) you slimy fuck oh you slimy fuck all right well okay. and they both sort of like have phone sex for a couple minutes yes they do it's kind of this will they won't they kind of thing they do right away and <laughs> director calls up the animation department it's weird that they showed all this on the show but i guess they never fix it in post the director calls up the animation department and he goes can we wick up whip wick up some quick cg he goes sorry my screens are brambled i just got (laughs) such good sex and he goes can we wake up uh some cg of all the schools in chicago getting uh dolbos and so then they do it yeah and it's sort of like a really cute illustrative style yeah it looked like like a pixar short and it literally started with the pixar kind of lamp jumping on the eye Mm-hmm. So actually, I said he jumped in the eye. I was forgetting that in this one they, because of copyright, they had that lamp jump on the X. Yeah, that's so, right. Anyway, fun. Pretty detail. good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty 
pretty good stuff. Okay, well, Sarah, I'm actually, oh, God, I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm um, still really itchy, and I think my fever is probably more than 105 degrees right now. Because of the mosquitoes on your island? I think maybe one of them gave me something. Were there a lot of mosquitoes there before? Or did they just like appear? They sort of just appeared. Oh. What did you do? Oh, crap. What did you do? Oh, no. Oh, I feel so bad. What did okay, you do? Okay, so I went down to the... I went down... There's this like... When I was doing the the battle royale with the ninety nine people who parachuted onto my island and I was killing yeah, them and being yeah, the last yeah, man standing, yeah, 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 yeah. I like went and hid in this cave for a little bit, right? Where like basically there's the, a cave on your island. Yeah, the last owner on the island kept his gold there and rubies and stuff. And I went in there and I found this lamp, and I actually rubbed the lamp. I was trying to rub my nards, but I <laughs> <laughs> I had my eyes closed, so I missed. And I rubbed the lamp. And this, like, guy came out of it. It's like... A genie. Yeah, like a genie. And so it was... Did you say genie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway... Um, the R is silent. <laughs> I got it. It's like Adrian Grenier. That makes sense. So I made a... He basically was like, you get three wishes. And I was like, okay, well, I wish that... There would be mosquitoes on I wish my that, island. Oh, I said I wish that all of the mosquitoes from this island, from my island, would disip, would not be here anymore. Is what I said. So you could have like killed them or sent them somewhere else, or just like had yeah. them cease to be, and you chose to word it that way. So I said they could I wish they would not be. Yeah, they wish they would not be here anymore. And so he goes, they came to mind. Well, he well he said to me, he goes, okay, do you have any more wishes? You go, he goes, you get three. And I said, okay, number, wish number two. I wish that when you make the mosquitoes not be here anymore, you would not hurt them. Okay, what was the third thing? And then when he asked me for the third wish, I said, I wish that when you make the mosquitoes not be here anymore and you don't hurt them, you would also not make them go too far from home because that would be because i know what that's like and that would be feel sad for they would feel sad so he said as you wish yeah i get it i get it i get it so did the genie die after he granted your wishes i always wanted to know if that's what happened Um, yeah, yeah, because I actually, I forgot to add the last part of my last wish was I said, I wish that when you make the mosquitoes not be here anymore and you not, um, and you not hurt them and then they go not too far from their home and I go, and, (laughs) and that you die after you grant this wish. And he goes, fuck. He said, fuck. That seems like a fourth wish to me. As you wish. So. That seems like a fourth wish to me. Yeah, maybe I'll get some karmic retribution, but he might still be there on the island. Happened yet? I, I did see a polar bear earlier. Anyway, hey, I gotta go. I think I'm dying. Peace. Bye. Smells like courage. Oh.